Hello everybody and welcome back once again to Command Point. My name's Ryan. Today I'm here with Shane. Hello. And uh, Shane, today we are looking at the new Legionary uh, Chaos Space Marine kill team from the uh, the Nakmund kill team box set. I've been playing Heretic Astartes for a while now in this, in, in this edition of kill team and I like them, but they're certainly not the best. Uh, so... Uh, Let's take a look at the the operatives here, and I guess like how this kill team is made up. What separates the legionary kill team from the regular trader space marine kill team? Well, to me, there's a lot of similarities. For starters, it's a uh, just like the six chaos marine kill team from the compendium. This is a six operative marine kill team. So the difference is being really is that kind of like in the case of a lot of the other bespoke teams, there's a lot of different models to choose from and they all have their own unique abilities it seems to me uh, and on top of that like the other uh, bespoke teams there is a, a specific flavor in this case the marks of chaos which we'll get into but uh, i guess for starters they can take outside of their faction tack ops which we'll talk about later um, they take security and seek and destroy and then uh, the kill team itself is made up of you You pick one leader, uh, whether it's the leg, uh, legionary chosen or the legionary aspiring champ, and then five operatives from uh, the following list, which includes uh, just the basic legionary warrior, legionary gunner, a legionary heavy gunner, a legionary icon bearer, and then the anointed butcher, bellfire acolyte, and shrive talon. So basically you make a a team of six out of that and uh right off the bat it seems a lot better than what you get from heretic astartes there's a lot more customization here it seems like this is just kind of the six marines except they're simply better which is how most of these uh most of these newer teams are uh are coming out yeah and i guess uh we should talk about the marks of chaos probably uh basically when you add one of these operatives to your roster or data slate you choose one of the keywords and select a mark of chaos keyword to to be attached to that model on the roster and uh unlike with other selectable keywords you can have different marks of chaos throughout your roster so you're not just limited to one you know you, you don't just have to have all corn or something so the marks that you can choose are Corn, Nurgle, Slamesh, Zinch, and Undivided. Um, and the only limitations really for the the roster is that you can't have Corn and Slamesh on the same roster, and you can't have Nurgle and Zinch on the same roster. So you can go like Corn, Nurgle, Corn, Zinch, or Slamesh, Nurgle, Slamesh, Zinch, but you can't combine those ones specifically. So this sounds a lot like last edition, kind of, what uh, Heretic Astartes could do with the marks. Yeah, and in last edition, all of the marks gave special abilities and special like tactics you could use. In this edition, it's kind of the same, except I think they pushed the idea a little bit further. So I guess we can go and take a look at the actual abilities you get from these marks. Yeah, let's take a look at those. So starting at the top, uh, the corn uh, mark. So basically, whenever you fight in combat and the resolve successful hits part, if you didn't crit at all with any attacks, you can use one of your normal hits as if it were a crit. So basically this means that you are always going to be critting with your corn melee models. So that's a pretty big ability right there. So right off the bat, you want to take corn possibly on your melee models. It's kind of pointing you in a direction that way. So the uh, the next one here, 
for Nurgle, Disgusting Vigor. Each time a shooting attack is made against this operative in the roll defense dice step of that shooting attack, you can retain one normal save as a crit save. That is really good. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it, like, if you're in cover, for instance, you're basically getting a free crit save, potentially. Yeah. Um, that's, I think, for these elite teams, these... Uh, these teams with less bodies, I think durability is like so integral to, to them being good that I think something like Nurgle could be really helpful potentially going forward. Yeah. And then there's Slanesh. So basically this one's simple. You just add one inch to the operator's movement characteristic. So this means they move seven inches, they charge nine inches, they're just faster than your average model. This is a really nice ability, I'm sure. Uh, I mean, I've seen like with move, move, move for Imperial Guard, uh, having that extra inch can be, I mean, really big. Um, it really just, a lot of people are not used to like checking how far a model can go and anticipating seven inches, you know, it's always six inches or four inches. Yeah. So th that's a pretty nice ability, I think. Uh, we've got Zeech Imperial Guidance. I think that's how you say that. Each time this operative makes a shooting attack in the roll attack dice step, of that shooting attack, you can retain one of your attack dice results of five up. That is a critical hit as a, or excuse me, one of your attack dice results of five up. That is a successful hit as a critical hit. It's like let the galaxy burn, but it's built into any model with the Zinch ability as a shooting. So that's really interesting. So it's only shooting, but it's built in. So that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. I like that. Uh, and then there's undivided. So each time this operative fights in combat or makes a shooting attack, uh, if you're within six inches of the target, you get a free reroll. Really simple, really basic, but uh, nice. And then the other part of these these marks that's important is uh, listed under the Favored of the Dark Gods ability. So basically, once per turning point, when it is your turn to use a strategic ploy, if you have any friendly operatives with the Favored of the Dark Gods ability, which we'll get into later, you can use a strategic ploy without spending any CP on a, um, on, say you have a corn guy with the favor of the Dark Gods ability, you can use a corn strategic play for free that turn if you want. Mm. And the same goes for any of the others. So it's kind of like having a, like a free ploy from like your leader um, for like Imperial Guard or something like that with like the orders. So, I mean, that's pretty interesting. And if you have the undivided keyword on a model with that ability, you can use hateful assaults or malicious volleys for free. Yeah, I'm and just then, trying to uh, think um, in a vacuum here, which of these five I would probably wind up, I would want to be running. Obviously, you can't combine Corn and Slanesh and Nurgle and Zeech. Myself, I think it depends yeah, on yeah. what the ploys can do too, yes, right? I think that has yeah. to be a big idea mm -hmm. because uh, we'll look at the ploys in a moment. So basically each one of the marks, like Corn, Nurgle, Zinch, and Slanesh, have two strategic plays and one tactical play attached to it. So that's a lot of different plays for one team. So I guess, I mean, we can take a look starting at the strategic plays. We already know what Hateful Assaults and Malicious Follies are. Um, but let's take a look at the Corn strategic plays, I guess, starting with Blood for the Blood God. All right, so Blood for the Blood God is 1 CP until the end of the turning point each time a friendly corn operative fights in combat in the resolve successful hit step of that combat. If it performed a charge action during that activation, the first time it strikes, inflict one additional damage. So I think Tyranids have something like this, like feed or something. Mm -hmm. um, 
pretty interesting. I mean, it depends on the weapons that they have. The I believe there is one model that does 4-7 damage, so you could potentially be doing an 8 damage crit if you're using Blood for the Blood guy with that. So That's nice. That's, yeah, that's insane. Uh, and then the other corn uh, strategic ploy is Perpetual Aggression. So this one is... I think this one's going to need an errata or something. But, I mean, let's look at it. So until the end of the turning point, each time after a friendly corn operative fights in combat, if it's not within engagement range of an enemy operative, it can make a move following the same rules as a normal move action with the following exceptions. It can only move up to three inches. It can move within engagement range of enemy operatives. And if it can, it must finish the move within engagement range of the closest visible enemy operative. Wow. So this is kind of like um, like a consolidate yeah. from last edition. Uh, there's just weirdness to it uh, because it seems to me like if you charged in that turn, you're not allowed to do a normal move in a turn where you charge. Correct. So it says you have to follow the same rules as a normal move, and it lists the exceptions. And it doesn't state that you can move if you charge that turn. So this doesn't feel like it's actually going to be very useful a lot of the time. It's only like if you start in combat and fight, or if something charges you. And I'm not sure about this one. I feel like it's meant to work that way, but there's going to be a lot of debate about this tactic. Yeah, I think it, it'll have to get an errata. But I, the fact that it happens at the end of the turning point is, I mean... It's it, until it, the end, yeah. Yeah. Or, or, oh, okay, until the end of the turning point. Oh, and this yeah, is a strategic play, too. Oh, my God, yeah. Okay, this is a weird situation. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't know how it works, really. It'll, it'll but, have to get yeah. ironed out, for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, and then let's take a look at the first Nurgle play. This is one of my favorite ones in the group, um, Mutagenic Flesh. Uh, until the end of the turning point, each time normal damage would be inflicted upon a friendly Nurgle operative, subtract one from the damage inflicted from that attack dice to a minimum of two. So this is kind of like um, uh, Aegis of the Emperor that Talons get, except it only, instead of reducing crit damage to normal damage, it just reduces normal damage by one. Mm -hmm. And you pair that with the fact that they're turning normal saves into crit saves, so they're stopping crits and they're taking normal damage one less. That seems like... I like that one better than the two corn ones we just read personally. Oh my gosh. It's going to be hard to kill these guys. For sure. Which I think elite teams need to be hard to kill, right? Yeah. In this edition. Yeah. Um, so the other one is implacable. Do you want to take that one, Ryan? Yeah. So uh, until the end of the turning point, friendly Nurgle operatives are not treated as being injured, ignore all negative modifiers to their APL, ignore the worsening of their ballistic skill when performing an Overwatch action. Yeah, that seems pretty good, especially later into the game. Yeah, late game, this is going to be really useful. I am personally leaning so hard into Nurgle right now. As, yeah, we're, as we're going through these, these are really good. So uh, let's just move on to the Slanesh strategic plays now. So first we have Graceful Killer for 1 CP. Uh, until the end of the turning point, add one to the critical damage characteristics of friendly Slanesh operatives melee weapons. This is okay. I mean, it's kind of like Blood for the Blood God, but it's not the first time, and it's only crits. Again, kind of situational. I don't know how often you'll need that much damage, like multiple times, but 
I mean, it's a thing, I guess. It's an option for them. Uh, next up, we have Delicious Agony for 1 CP. Until the end of the turning point, each time a friendly Slanesh operative fights in combat in the resolve successful hit steps, a step of that combat, when you resolve your first successful hit, if the target is injured, you can resolve two of your successful hits instead of one. Hmm. Kind of situational. Um, the first round of combat, you're not going to be able to use this anyway, right? So it's like, or I mean, obviously, assuming the model isn't injured. Yeah. I mean, Pretty... how often do you need two hits to kill an injured model in melee? Uh, not that often. Yeah, not frequently. That doesn't seem too good to me. No. Seems a little overkill. Maybe. Yeah. So I don't know. Looking at this team so far, it looks like Slanesh is getting the short end of the stick. But let's move on mm -hmm. here to the uh, Zeech uh, strategic ploys. Uh, we got protected by fate here for 1 CP until the end of the turning point. Each time a shooting attack is made against a friendly Zeech operative in the roll defense dice step of that shooting attack, if you retain any critical saves, you can select one of your failed saves to be retained as a successful normal save. Another good defensive buff. Yeah, that's um, solid. Yeah. Uh, defensively, I mean, it doesn't seem as good to me as the Nurgle stuff, but... yeah. Do you think there's uh, something to be said for the um like the better shooting of Zeech models and then you kind of have this to kind of protect those or what do you think? Yeah, I think so. I mean because obviously your Zeech models are going to be they're going to want to shoot, which means they're going to have to take return fire presumably most of the time. So I could see that. Uh and then we've got Etheric Etheric Ward. Etheric Etheric I don't know. <laughs> uh, so un until the end of the turning point, friendly Zinch operatives have a four up and vulnerable save. I think that's really good. Hey, that is that is really good. Yeah, I mean you're no longer just getting poofed by AP two. I, uh, <laughs> I feel like to get the most out of your kill out of this kill team here, I'm I'm jumping the gun ahead by a lot for sure. But I feel like you're getting more value from Zeech models than you would be from Nurgle models because you're getting the the better shooting and both of these buffs or excuse me both of these strategic ploys are good defensive buffs so it's like you can kind of make up for that you know lack of durability with these I guess mm -hmm. I mean I guess it's interesting to think that obviously all of these only affect they only affect the mark that they have, except for the undivided one, which is Hateful Assault and Malicious Follies, which will affect any model on your team. This is interesting. So I guess let's move on to the tactical ploys, because each one of these has their own tactical ploy. And then there's Veteran of the Long War, which is the basic, you know, shoot again if you didn't do any damage tactical ploy. Uh, so Korn has Unending Bloodshed. Uh, so basically, use this tactical ploy when a ready-friendly corn operative is incapacitated in combat by an enemy operative. Before that friendly operative is removed from the kill zone, select one melee weapon it is equipped with and roll the attack dice as if it is the attacker fighting in combat. If the result is a successful hit, you can immediately strike an enemy operative with an engagement range of it, then remove that friendly operative from the kill zone. So basically, when a model dies in combat, you can use this and roll one more attack dice and try to hit them on the way out. Oh, okay. Which is pretty good. Yeah. And it gets you value out of a model that's going away, which, I mean, you really need to squeeze every like drop of value out of six models as you yeah. can. So. Uh, so the next one we've got up here is Zeech, uh, Mutability and Change. 
uh, use this tactical ploy during a friendly Zeech operative's activation, add one to that operative's APL. Nothing really too fancy, but definitely valuable. Like we said previously, you want to squeeze as much value as you can out of your six your six model kill team. So uh, <laughs> increasing a single operative's APL, I mean, that can be huge for you. I just wonder how often you need four APL. I oh, mean, I guess it's I mean, a tactical I mean for Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for six models, uh, just putting one on one of them, I think, is pretty valuable. Uh, okay, and then we have Malignant Aura. Uh, use this tactical ploy during a friendly Nurgle operative's activation until the end of the turning point while an enemy operative is within three inches of that Nurgle operative. Subtract one from the defense characteristic of that enemy operative. So it's like an AP1 aura. That's, kind of. that's pretty good. So next up, we have Sickening Captivation. Uh, use this tactical play during a friendly Slanesh operative's activation. Select one enemy operative visible to and within three inches of that Slanesh operative. Subtract one from that enemy operative's APL. So it's like a stun yeah. where you just do it. You spend a CP and you stun someone near you. I mean, stun is good. Or is it one CP good? Uh, it could be. I mean, when you think about it, it could, you know, determine if you hold an objective or not. Yeah. If you do it on a guy that's already gone, or if you do it on a guy that has yet to go, then they there's one less thing they can do. I think there's going to be, there's going to have to be a lot of experimentation with this team. Oh my goodness, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> there's so much to I'm unpack to here, just out. with the marks. Yeah. Uh, I guess let's look at the models, because there's a few of them. There's like eight. Um, so right off the bat, there's the legionary warrior, which is just a basic guy. He gets a mark, nothing special here. There is the gunner, which is just the same as the plasma gunner, or same as the, it might as well be a plasma gunner, but <laughs> same as the trader marine gunner, same options. He'll take a plasma on this guy if you take him most of the time. Yep. Uh, there's the heavy gunner. The only difference between this and the trader version is that he has access to the reaper chain cannon which is six shots hitting on threes, damage three, five, with ceaseless, fuselade, and heavy. And I don't really know how... I don't know when you'd take this over a heavy bolter. It is one more shot. It does have ceaseless, I suppose. Yeah. But it's three, five instead of four, five. There's no P1. I don't know. Volume of shots could be helpful. I think so. There's a lot of people that say that like Kill Team is a roll-for-crit style game. Um, mm -hmm. which I think is somewhat accurate. So, I mean, an additional shot, but I mean, I don't know. The yeah. heavy the heavy bolter is tried and true uh, to be a, a proven mainstay of Heretic Astartes team, so I don't know if the uh, if the Reaper chain cannon is enough there by itself. Yeah, uh, and then we have the Legionary Anointed, the first of a few melee-specific models we're going to look at. So uh, this model is... He's got a Demonic Claw, five attacks on threes, damage four, five with rending, which is a good profile. But really, the, the thing about this model is that he has an ability called Unleash Demon. Uh, basically, it even it's kind of funny the way this is worded. It says, once per battle, when this operative is activated, the demon can take control. Oh, God, <laughs> that sounds horrifying. Um, and then when you do, until the end of the battle, this guy cannot do Overwatch, Pickup, Shoot, or Mission Actions. Uh, he gets a 5-up Feel No Pain, his Demonic Claw gets Ceaseless and Lethal 5, and it can fight twice. 
he just becomes a total he just becomes like the terminator he can't really like do <laughs> mission actions or like he's not very smart but he's a killing machine yeah uh i like that a lot this is a really good model yeah so all, so yeah. all of these like offensive melee buffs that you see here um do you put what chaos blessing are you going to put on this guy do you put corn on him and just make him absolutely over the top or do you put the nurgle keyword on him to try and buff his durability because it's like, is there enough? Like, is there enough here when the demon takes control for him to just not even need like any sort of corn buffs, and you can just make him semi or just like really hard to kill? Yeah, I don't think he needs corn. I mean, the you could. It would be nice for the tactical ploy, and and like you can make him basically four six on the first attack instead yeah. of four five. But yeah. like, I don't know how much he needs it. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I don't know. It's tough. Nurgle will be potentially overkill with corn but yeah so okay let's go to the next guy yeah uh the legionary butcher so another melee guy obviously um his weapon is the double-handed chain axe which is four attacks on fours damage five seven uh reap two and it's an ability called vicious blows which basically means if this operative is the attacker when it fights in combat it gets ceaseless, which helps with the four up to hit for sure. But if it charged this activation, it gets relentless. So that basically Ooh. kind of erases the negative of hitting on fours. I mean, outside of that, he's got an ability called Devastating Onslaught. So when he fights in combat, enemy operatives with an engagement range of it cannot provide combat support, which is nice. Yep. Um, and basically any model that moves around him they can't go within two inches of him like kind of oh, like how you wow. can't normally move within one inch of a model right you can't move within two inches of this guy you can't dash fall back or move so he's kind of just a, in the way yeah <laughs> he's a really good move blocker yeah interesting model yeah uh, he definitely has the potential to be weaker if he gets charged because then he's just four attacks on fours yeah he's he is all attack no defense Unless, of yeah. course, you make him Nurgle. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, do you want to look at the Shrive Talon? Yeah, so the Legionary Shrive Talon has got uh, just a Bolt Pistol, uh, the basic uh, Chaos Space Marine stats, and then we've got the Flensing Blades, which have five attacks, hitting on threes, damage three, five, and lethal five up. That's always nice. Uh, he's got for abilities, obviously, as the Chaos Blessing. Uh, vicious reflexes. Each time this operative fights in combat in the result successful hit step of that combat, if you are the defender, then you start instead of the attacker when resolving successful hits. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Uh, we've got horrifying dismemberment. Each time this operative fights in combat, if it incapacitates an enemy operative, select one enemy operative within three inches of it, subtract one from that enemy operative's APL. I think that's a little... A little underwhelming, uh, especially with the three-inch like aura basically going on here. Um, yeah, vicious reflexes looks awesome though. Yeah, like when do you fight that guy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just don't ever want to. Yeah. Uh, uh for the <laughs> unique actions on him, we have got grizzly mark. So for two AP, place a grizzly mark token within an inch of this operative. This operative can only perform this action once and cannot perform this action if it is within engagement range of an enemy operative. 
each time an enemy operative would perform a mission action or the pickup action, if that enemy operative is within three inches of your grizzly mark token, one additional action point must be subtracted to perform that action. Ah, wow, this is there's a lot there's this is like this is dense, and I don't know how yeah. good it's gonna be. It's like okay, I put area denial on a guy who I don't ever want to not be in combat who has only three APL. Like anyway. Uh, the second part of it is when determining control of the objective marker that Grizzly Mark token is within three inches of, treat enemy operative's total APL as being one less. Note that this is not a modifier. Okay. So my thought on this immediately was like, say you're playing on domination, and this guy puts the Grizzly Mark token on the middle point. Mm -hmm. Now it's two APL to capture that right. for the opponent. Mm -hmm. That's pretty good. I think that's good, yeah. In that in that single niche instance, yes. Any other time, yeah. I feel like it might be questionable. Yeah, I think if you can like move and place it safely on like an early turn, then yeah. yeah. But outside of that, I think you need to be doing stuff with your models each turn. Um, so he might. I mean, this might be the first guy that I've seen where you would maybe want to take Slamesh on him because you want to get him up the board faster and drop that token. Oh, true. Yeah. Uh, so I guess let's go to the icon bearer. This is the exact same as the heretic one, except instead of the unique action, uh, where he raises the banner and gets like a buff, uh, he has the favor of the dark gods ability. So whatever, uh, mark he has, you can do that strategic play uh, or a strategic play of that mark for free. That would be the reason you would take an icon bearer, is because he is one of the models, presumably one of the few models that can actually do that. So the next guy we got here is the Legionary Balefire Acolyte. Um, this is definitely the coolest model in the box, at least aesthetics-wise. Uh, he is armed with a tainted bolt pistol, which is slightly different than a bolt pistol. It has four attacks, hitting on threes, damage three, four, uh, range six, and it has balanced. Uh, and he also is armed with the Fell Dagger, which has five attacks, hitting on threes, damage three, four, and has demonic energies. So demonic energies, each time this operative fights in combat in the roll attack dice step of combat, each time you retain a critical hit, the target suffers two mortal wounds. Ooh, I like that a lot. So, yeah. I mean, basically, his melee is like three, seven, kind of. Yeah. Except it's when he retains, so it's actually even better than that, and <laughs> in, in <that>, like, <laughs> effectively... Uh, the other ability he has is uh, Hatred of Sorcery. Uh, obviously, you can't put corn. Uh, you can't put the corn mark on this guy because he's a sorcerer, and corn does not like magic. Uh, the For the unique actions for this model, he has Manifest Psychic Power for 1 AP. It resolve a legionary oh. psychic power as specified on page 38 of this book. Uh, this I've got the uh, psychic powers pulled up, by the way, if we want to go over them really quick. There's only three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the first one is Fire Blast. So this is uh, basically it's four shots on threes, three, four. It has no cover, blast two, of course, and it has splash one. So it's just like your kind of standard blast weapon, uh, except it also has splash. So that's pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. um, so if you crit, not only are you shooting the guys within two inches of you already, but you're you're going to be doing mortal wounds to them before you even get to them. So a lot of potential damage there. Uh, and then he has malign influence. So you select one friendly legionary operative visible to him. 
And until the end of the turning point, the weapons that they have get the lethal five, no cover, and brutal special rules. So this is going to affect... He can buff either ranged or melee guys. Um, so, like, obviously, brutal is not... A, like, you can't use that on a ranged weapon. I think it only works for melee. And same for how, like, no cover. There's nothing like that for melee. But lethal five will help for both, for sure. So pretty interesting. Pretty good buff uh, power. Yeah. And then the last one is a shooting attack called Life Siphon. Uh, it's five shots on threes, damage three, three, uh, with the Siphon Life Force ability, which basically means uh, each time a friendly operative makes a shooting attack with this weapon and the resolve successful hit step of that shooting attack, if you resolve two or more attack dice, you can select one friendly legionary within six inches of the target to regain D3 lost wounds. So it's like an attack that also heals nearby yeah. Uh, friendly models to the target. Uh, and that's it. Oh, and if he wants to use a power twice, like if he wants to uh, resolve a second psychic power, uh, he rolls a d6. And if he rolls a three up, he can do another one. But if he rolls a one or two, he suffers three mortal wounds. So, ah, uh, okay. Pretty yeah. interesting model. Yeah, I like this guy. Uh, and then next up is the first of the two leader options. So, this is the legionary chosen. Uh, he can take a plasma pistol, uh, except he hits on threes, unlike most leaders. Um, or he can take a tainted bolt pistol. Uh, and his melee weapon is the demon blade. So it's five attacks. It's basically a power weapon, except instead of damage for six, it's for seven. Other than, other than that, it's the exact same as a power weapon. And he has the demonic aura ability. So um, whenever you fall back from the sky, uh, whenever an enemy falls back from the sky, uh, you remove or you reduce the distance that they can move by two circle to a minimum of one circle if they're a slow model. So that's interesting. Um, and then he has the Soul Feast ability. Uh, if, if he inflicts any critical damage in combat um, and then resolves successful hit step, he regains two lost wounds. So this guy is pretty good right off the bat. Yeah, I'm really liking him. I don't love that his plasma pistol hits on threes, but uh, let's take a look at the aspiring champ, I guess. Yeah, so the aspiring champ, uh, his plasma pistol hits on twos. Everything he has hits on twos, but he has something new here that differentiates him from the uh, legion, from the uh, the regular Chaos Space Marine aspiring champion. Um, in terms of weapons, at least, uh, he has the tainted bolt pistol. Forget about it. You're never going to take it over the plasma pistol. Uh, and then he also has the Tainted Chainsword. So the Tainted Chainsword has five attacks, hits on twos, damage four or five, and it has the parry hook uh, special rule. So uh, each time a friendly operative fights in combat with this weapon, in the resolve successful hit step of that combat, each time you parry with a normal hit, you can select one of your opponent's critical hits to be discarded instead. That's funny to me. It's just, <laughs> oh, you rolled a crit? Forget about it. It's like I, the I don't, inverse of Brutal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, he also has the Power Maul. I think that's a new weapon to him. Uh, so this is five attacks, hitting on twos, damage four, six with stun. Uh, stun is pretty good. For the other abilities he has, he also has Favorite of the Dark Gods. He obviously has a Chaos Mark. And then he has in the Eyes of the Gods. So once per turning point, when this operative incapacitates an enemy operative, you can add one to this operative's APL. Because it's just, if he fights, if he kills somebody in combat, 
If there's a model within six inches of them, that's a free plasma pistol shot you're getting. So technically, that's that's what it sounds like it should be. But because of the new FAQ, what it actually is, is you get an extra APL, but since you're already mid-activation, it doesn't give you another action. It's just your model counts as four APL for like objectives and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is a shame. Something to watch out for, I guess. Um, and obviously, like you said, both of the leader options have the favor to the Dark Gods ability as well, kind of like the Icon Bear. So, I mean, there's so many ways to build this team. I'm not going to sit here and like pretend like I have the, the slightest idea on what the most optimal build is right off the bat. People are going to be debating what the best way to play this team is for a long time, yeah. I think. Uh, I guess we could take a quick look at their equipment and then start to wrap this up. So uh, they can take uh, the first, right at the top, three equipment points, um, aggression stimulants, and this can be taken a maximum of once. Um, so with aggression stimulants, the operative gains the following ability for the battle. Each time this operative fights in combat and the roll attack dice step attack combat, if this operative performed a charge action during this turning point, you can reroll one of your attack dice. This is three points. This is the exact same thing as the brass horns that chaos demons get, except for chaos demons, it's only one equipment point. Uh, and then they have frag and crack grenades. We, we know how good those are. Yep. Warded armor, you basically give a guy a two-up save instead of a three-up save. But the second he takes damage, he goes back to having a three-up save. Um, next, we have the suspensor system for three equipment points. Obviously, you're going to want to take this on your heavy, who you're probably going to be taking every game. And then we have got the malign scripture here for two equipment points. So the only the Balefire Acolyte can take this. Uh, once per battle, this operative can perform two uh, two manifest psychic power actions during its activation. Oh, so that's how that would happen uh, in the event that like where you roll to see if you take mortals for trying a second one. So like you could take this and then try to do it and then just take mortals and fail. And then it, your whole equipment point didn't matter. That would be depressing. Yeah. Uh, and then they have tainted rounds, which is new, I believe. Um, basically you select a bolt gun, bolt pistol or tainted bolt pistol, and you add one to both damage characteristics. So that's awesome. Like a four or five bolt gun. I really like that. It, it looks like it's, so this is three equipment points. It looks like you can only take it on a single one of those aforementioned weapons, which isn't really that big a deal. Um, yeah. Because you're many... only ever going to be taking like one bolt weapon, I feel like, or at least be like using one really on mm -hmm. every turn. Uh, I would really like that on like a, like an icon bear with a bolt gun. If you make him like Nurgle, maybe. Oh, yeah. Or Zinch. Uh, Chris, yeah. We've got the uh, the Grizzly Trophy here for three equipment points. Uh, while this operative is visible to and within three inches of an enemy operative, subtract one from the attacks characteristic of ranged and melee weapons that enemy operative is equipped with. Um, it's really good. You think it's really good? Oh, yeah. I love it. I've spoken to some Heretic players that love that equipment piece. Giving yourself an extra attack is, like, okay, but taking an attack away from an enemy is so big. Like, yeah. It, if you only have four attacks and you go on a melee with a grizzly trophy, now you have three attacks. Like, there's no way you're gonna kill a chaos marine with three attacks. Yeah, I can. So, I can see putting this on a couple of the melee models that we've talked about earlier in this video, and yeah. having it be a really that, that having that be a really good combo. Uh, lastly, we have the malefic blade here for two equipment points. 
uh, and they just get a Malefic Blade, which gives them five attacks, hitting on threes, damage three, five. So it's just, it's worse than a Chainsword. I don't know, you know if, you, if, if you got money, if you got money left over, or if you got equipment points left over, I guess, give it to somebody. I can, maybe so the gunners, I can, yeah, like maybe yeah. the gunners, just so they, just so they get more value. They're going to have value in shooting and like real, I say, I hesitate to say real hitting power in melee, but that's probably where these would come in. Yeah, I yeah. suppose so. So I'm, I'm kind of underwhelmed by the equipment points here or by the equipment here but i think that tainted rounds grizzly trophy suspensor system and malefic blades are probably the uh probably crack the grenades. ways to go yeah also the crack grenades. We, say that. we all know about yeah, yeah. we yeah crack grenades it'll are just good. be crack grenades every game <laughs> I, yeah uh, probably i don't know yeah <laughs> um, you'll see one you'll see one crack grenade over a malefic blade for sure so i mean there's their faction tack apps but like let's not get too deep into it um this team is a, uh, they're the first bespoke elite team. And I'm pretty curious to see, like, I mean, we'll do like a more deep dive into this team in the future, I'm sure. This is just kind of uh, breaking down what they can do. So, I mean, first impressions, do you think that this team is going to be able to like compete with like the really good teams? I mean, there's a lot here. There, There is so much here that I want to say that, I mean, they'll be better than like any of the other elite teams, right? So that's got to put them at least high B or potentially even A. So I think they can compete. My only worry is it's still six models. So like this is kind of going to show us once this team comes out and we see it played in tournaments, like can a six model kill team really hope to compete against like, I don't know, like the Corsairs with nine models, the Harlequins, and the, you know, just like Vetguard. Like Vetguard has 14 bodies. Are they? Do they really stand a chance? against 14 yeah. bodies i don't know i hope so i hope so too yeah because right now the this game is just dominated by shooty hordes but anyway let's get into the tack ops here uh they the first one is sacrilegious mutilation uh basically when you kill a model you uh you place a uh corpse enemy corpse token <laughs> underneath their like as close to the center of their base interesting and then you can do a 1 AP action if you're within an inch of the corpse token. Um, as long as you're uh, not within two inches of an enemy operative. And you remove the corpse token. And uh, the second time you do this, you get one point. And the fourth time you do this, you get a, another point. I mean, that's... You got to do this four times? Four times, yeah. Um, I guess that's where the extra APL could go. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. I'm like, oh, but it was, this team was cool with all those extra apl you could get i guess it could probably work maybe uh dark desecration is the other one uh basically reveal it in the target reveal step of the first turning point you select a train a heavy terrain feature uh and then if you kill two or more enemy operatives within one inch of that terrain feature you score a point and if you do that and then the total apl at the end of the game, a friendly operatives within an inch of it is greater than enemy operatives. You score one VP again. So kind of like seize ground, but you got to kill guys within an inch of it and then hold it at the end. Yeah. The, kind of interesting. Depends yeah. on how, like, if there's a huge drain piece by your opponent's DZ, I guess. Yeah. I am liking this a lot more than sacrilegious mutilation because it seems like that's what, that's what these guys want to do. They want to get in your face. They want to kill you. And then they just want to win the game. 
<laughs> I, I don't know. This is definitely like uh, achieve objective one in order to get a point, and then you're going to get objective two if you're winning the game. So right. it's kind of like a win more thing. A little bit, yeah. Um, so lastly, we have Savage Butcher. Uh, you can reveal this tack up in the target reveal step of any turning point. Select one friendly operative. If two or more enemy operatives are incapacitated or incapacitated in combat by that friendly operative, you score one VP. And if three or more enemy operatives are incapacitated in combat by that friendly operative, you score another VP. I think this is probably my favorite of the three. It puts a target on a single model's back for sure. But you just gotta kill three models with them. And I'm thinking of that uh uh of the of the possessed guy. When the demon, the demon. takes control, yeah. When the <laughs> demon takes control, I'm thinking of yeah. putting it on this guy and then just letting him go to town, just do what he wants to do. I think so. Yeah, yeah that would be the, the best choice for this. I, if I had to guess, I mean, it does have to be in melee combat, so he would definitely be good at that. It's too bad you can't do it with like a pistol or like you know within six inches. But yeah, if I had to pick a guy, the anointed, I think his name is, would be the the way to go. Let the demon take control. <laughs> so yeah i think that about wraps up the legionary uh kill team here this is the first elite team and elite bespoke team first real elite team let's be honest yeah um in uh, the new edition really excited to see how it does uh for those of you listening if you're not subscribed and you stumbled upon this video uh give us a subscribe uh if you enjoyed it and catch up on more kill team content and uh if you're already subscribed uh maybe give our patreon a consideration and as always a big thank you to our patrons who help keep this channel alive this is uh command point with the legionary kill team reveal uh signing off <laughs>